0: Ah! <laughs> Betting and financial podcast with uh, the purpose of the podcast is always to make myself money. Uh, I say that because we're not hip- hypocrites and overgeneralized like politicians and professional athletes. They say it because they do it because they want to be mindfulness. Uh, they want to do it for the universe. They want to do it for the people. No, you're doing it for the money, you're doing it for yourself. And you're doing it for selfish reasons. Now, uh, collaboration leads to innovation. And for the most part, that is uh, one way to make money, right? That's what makes uh, capitalism different than socialism in other parts of the country is that here in the United States, we tend to collaborate. And, man, I've been fortunate, lucky, and good. As we started the podcast, I've gotten a lot of information on how to bet on games. Uh, and every podcast is a business meeting. They have to have a purpose and the outcome. So the purpose is to make money. I have an MBA. I'm a financial services rep. And what we do is we use business and financial concepts to wager on games. And we teach people business and financial concepts, right? Uh, 80% of people don't have more than $400 in the bank. Uh, 80% of your time has to be in revenue generating activity. So you can't just watch a football game, unfortunately, if you have a business or a family, it has to be revenue generating. Now, uh, sports betting has now been legalized in about 40 states. And what's going to happen is the sports betting is going to mirror the stock market. It always has, right? The same way you pick a game is the same way you pick a stock, the same way you pick an investment, right? So that's the purpose, right? To teach business and financial concepts. At the same time, make money, right? Because uh, time waits for no one. And what's the outcome? This year, we're 500% ROI. Tesla's at 700, but what that means is we have five times more money than what we started. And we had fun watching the games. 52.5% is break even. Uh, We're in the about 60% NFL, uh, mid 60s college football. And right now I'm about 85% uh, college basketball, but I've just been betting Pac-12 games, right? So 52.5% break even, and what we do is we give ourselves compound interest with a percentage over 52.5, uh, between 52.5% and 80% college basketball. Uh, we finished the bubble NBA uh, at 75%, right? So uh, you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach a man a fish you feed it for a lifetime. So that's what we're doing. We're giving you business and financial concepts to bet on games, to make money on games. And uh, you look at uh, Bloomberg, right? How did Bloomberg make his money? Bloomberg made his money giving out information. You look at a guy like on CNBC Kramer. How does Kramer make his money? He makes his money with, uh, the street, right? Giving out information. That's what we do. We give out free information uh, because it's fun, right? And because we solve the problem on who you're going to bet on and how it's going to be the highest and best use of your time watching games and you get a new perspective. And at the same time, you monetize it. Uh, my wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011 that hasn't been uh, bending money. So we're going to break down the NFL conference games. Uh, it's been a weird year and conference games have a weird feel to them. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. So the first game is your Tampa Bay Buccaneers at your Green Bay Packers, the Bucks are plus four is where we're going to take them at. And we're going to take them under the total of 52. All right, so let's break down this game. For me, what jumps out at me is that uh, Devin White can take over the game. He's a linebacker, first-round draft pick from LSU. He can take over the game. Uh, Vita Vea, the crazy guy that you saw him in the national championship game, Washington against Alabama, the crazy Samoan guy uh, for Washington. He's coming back from an injury, so he's going to be fresh on that Buccaneers defensive line. Also, you got to think about uh, JPP on the defensive line now, except for one game in the playoffs. The team that has rushed, has won the rushing battle has won the game, all right? The Buccaneers have top 10 offices in line as far as uh, guys being paid. So in a one game situation, remember, real intelligence is situational intelligence. So when you're picking a game, using business and financial concepts, you're like, okay, what is going to happen on Sunday, right? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Breed are just one guy. If they don't have a line, if they don't have receivers, uh, there's nothing they can do, right? So what concerns me about Green Bay is that they got a guy off the street starting on that left side of that offensive line. The guy that was on the practice got a – of Indianapolis, I think he's been the only player in history to play uh, for two teams during the playoffs. That's a concern because even though he, he he'll hold up or whatever, uh, that offensive line is lacking depth, while the Buccaneers' defensive line is adding depth uh, with Vita Vea coming into play. All right. The Bucks back end, it's really uh, heavily coached. Great job of coaching by Todd Bowles. I call the playoffs the uh, Andy Reid Invitational uh, because the whole playoffs have gone according to Andy Reid's coaching philosophy. Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers coached with an degree in Philadelphia. Now, why do we talk about the coaches and the general manager so much? Because we use business and financial concepts. We use concepts from the financial world and we tie them into sports betting. Now, when you pick an investment, you, uh, it's in uh, the finance world. Some people use fundamental analysis. Some people use technical analysis. Some people use a combination of both, value investing. uh, The stock market has just skyrocketed and all the rules have been broken, right? So with me, when I pick an investment or I work professionally, I use everything, right? Because real intelligence is situational intelligence. For football, I use fundamental analysis. Now, in fundamental analysis, within fundamental analysis, you have a maximum that if you study the corporate governance of a stock or a company, right? It gives you insight on whether you should invest in that asset or not. So in football, you break down the coaches, right? Uh, you break down the general managers. And not only do, are you able to prognosticate over that 52.5%, right? The winner of the game, Uh, more importantly, the way we've monetized studying corporate governance as far as NFL games are concerned, is with the over-under because Andy Reid has made me a lot of money throughout the years with the unders. Uh, That uh, Baltimore-Buffalo game, that was an under game using Andy Reid's philosophy. What Andy Reid's philosophy is, and I use it in business, in business engagements, uh, you get tied in litigation or whatever, you wait for the other side to make a mistake. Right? So you wait to the other side to make a mistake. Uh, you play fundamentally sound football, and maybe you take away what the other team does best, and you wait for them to make a mistake, or you force an error. So that's a very conservative approach. What that means is the games go under now. Uh, there's only a certain amount of plays in a season for a team. So Andy Reed uses all his plays for division games because the division games count for two during the regular season. Once he gets to the playoffs, the gas is empty now you can argue with this philosophy, but the band's won a Super Bowl, right? So what does that mean? Right. Uh, Todd Bowles is great at playing zone. He's kind of a zone blitz guy. Uh, but you don't know where the people are coming from. So that's why a guy like JPP is such a wild card in this game, because even though he's a good guy, he's a phenomenal athlete, right? He's the one that, uh, Shot off uh, a rocket in his hand, he shot off a of fireworks in his hand. He's not the brightest star in the sky, but he is a great uh, athlete, right? And he can take over this game on the Tampa Bay defense. You got Devin White can take over the game, JPP can take over the game, and what happens with the zone blitz and uh, JPP being such a great athlete? is that he could drop back in coverage like a linebacker, or he could come in like a bat out of hell, right? Uh, Being a closer, being a great uh, pass rusher. And that'll help that young, uh, up-and-coming Tampa Bay secondary. It's very average. But we got Levante David and Devin White. If they're playing high on a high level, Vita Vea, uh, comes in and uh, for one day, right? We've seen it. We've seen a guy be a bust. That's the number one draft pick, but come in in a big game situation and play up to his potential. I'm not saying via beta is a bust, but he is fresh. He's coming in uh, to give depth to that offensive line. And remember Green Bay is playing one guy on the offensive line out of the street. So we're getting points here. We're getting four points. Remember key numbers. 3, 7. Uh, I remember Mr. Harrington who owned car dealerships in uh, New Hampshire and up there in New England. Independently wealthy man. Uh, gave me unsolicited business advice. But you listen, right? That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. You listen to people. He said, know the numbers and you will know everything. So you got to look at key numbers, right? So Vegas has given you a key number on both Games uh, plus four and a half then 52. LaFleur is, uh, I believe, I'll check it out. But I think LaFleur, I'll double check. But I think LaFleur, uh, the coach for your Green Bay Packers, is also an Andy Reid guy. Play conservative, wait for the other team to make a mistake. Matt LaFleur, uh, I'll check his background. Right. Corporate governance. You study the corporate governance of a team in order uh, or a stock or a company in order. It's not the end all be all, but it's a factor to determine. Right. Uh, the value of the investment. So you look at the coaching matchups. uh you look at, uh, the much maligned, uh, I forget how to pronounce his last name, patine Pettit. He was a, I think he was the head coach of the Cleveland clowns. Uh, he's got more money than God, but he came back because he loves football, but, uh, there was a lot of, uh, consternation and there was a lot of, uh, they get feedback from the green Bay fans, which are very knowledgeable fans on uh, the way he was coaching the team this year. And I, and I know last year they lost to the San Francisco 49ers for lack of toughness. So you would think this year, they would be tougher, even though with COVID-19 it's, it's been hard to hit, right? Hitting drills and so on and so forth. Uh, The running game for Tampa Bay, you got Leonard Fournette, you got Ronald Jones. You have, again, I think with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right, in my analysis, a lot of it is situational. Uh, The offensive line is a top 10 paid offensive line in the league. They haven't really lived up to that potential, but they can in a one-game situation. Now, Coach Arians is a two-time Super Bowl winner, right? Uh, looking through here, I do believe uh, at some point in time, Lafleur had uh, a coaching stint with Andy Reid at some point. Uh, I know Todd Bowles, coach for Andy Reid. And Bruce Arians is a two-time Super Bowl winner. So you look at Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, the Tom Brady offense. So Tom Brady has a lot of input in that offense. It's funny. It's not a wild-throwing offense. It's, it's a three-tight end old-school Michigan offense that uh, Tom Brady has brought in to Tampa Bay. And they have great tight ends, right? Uh, Kevin Brait. Gronk is playing good. He's keeping people off Brady as an Esther uh, blocker in there. The skill positions for Tampa Bay, advantage Tampa Bay. You know, Mike Evans, phenomenal. Uh, the best receiver on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is Chris Godwin, Cameron Brait. The key is going to be two guys. They do well on third down, and they're always wide open. So you got uh, Antonio Brown. You have uh, Mike Evans. You have Chris Godwin, right? But then you have Cameron Brait and Scotty Miller. Those guys are going to be on one-on-one coverage. Those guys are are going to go in to exploit the defense and look for them to have a big game on third down. Scotty Miller and Cameron Bright. So you look at Arians, Brian Lefwish. They run an offense by committee against uh, the much-beligned Pettit. Again, he can rise up in a one-game situation, but I'm not betting on that. And remember... Tampa Bay wants to play complementary football. What does complementary football mean? It means that you do not want your uh, defense on the field the whole game. You want to keep fresh. Right? So it's not that Tampa Bay is going to score a lot of points. Uh, it is that between Arians, Brady, and Brian which the talent they have on offense, uh, they'll be able to control the game. And then on defense – JPP, Vita Vea, Levante David, uh, Devin White, who, uh, University of LSU, Bengal Tigers is going to get after Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers, it always seems like you know uh, Green Bay does well. But Aaron Rodgers last time he won the Super Bowl was ten years, ten years ago. Uh, You know, he's a Hall of Fame great quarterback, but I wasn't really like incredibly impressed with him against the Rams. The Rams were hurt. Uh, Aaron Donald's playing with broken ribs. They had one receiver. But is he gonna have time to get the ball to that guy? Also, uh, we have it in the episode notes, the top 10 rules of betting. You never bet your own team. So I gotta watch myself, because on Green Bay you have Valdez who went to my high school and went to my university, the University of South Florida that I graduated from. So you gotta watch your thinking that you don't have a bias, all right? So the way you spell the last name of the Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator, uh, defensive coordinator is Mike P-E-T-T-I-N-E. And it's gonna be a battle between him, Coach Arians has won two Super Bowls, Tom Brady has won about six Super Bowls, and Brian Lefwich, which is a protege of Mr. Arians. And Brian Lefwich and Bellamy they're two black, offensive-minded guys. And I would like to see, personally, a black, offensive-minded guy get a head coaching job. Because usually black guys that get hired, all of them have, for the most part, except for Codwell, who did well in, uh, in Detroit, they're all defensive guys. You're Herm Edwards, your are Tony Dunges, your are Mike Tomlin. Uh, they're all defensive first guys. Raheem Morris, smartest guy in the NFL. He's not with the Rams. Big difference make you for the Rams next year. And again, uh, Michael Bloomberg made $69 million with selling information. So the person with the best information wins. So you study the NFL corporate governance all year. You start betting games next year, right? A lot of brain games are going to go under and the Rams are going to covers more times than not because now they have Raheem Morris as uh defensive coordinator. Yeah. So So for those reasons we are going to go with your Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus 4 under 52. All right. And for the most part uh, what Vegas wants you know the, it's the old myth right we, we break down myths and we give you information you can't get anywhere else. Uh, the myth is that Vegas wants betting on both sides and then the big the, no, Vegas wants everybody to pick the game wrong. And most people pick favorites in the over. So in both games we're gonna pick the dog and the under. Then the next game will be, Andy Reid, against the Andy Reid. Uh, McDermott coach for Andy Reid for many, many years. They run the same offense. They run the same defense. And one reason we've done so well, right, uh, picking games way over 52.5% is because football is not brain science. You got a guy like uh, Tom Tuberville who uh, used his relationship with other college football coaches to... Waste millions and millions of dollars with bad investments. He's not the brightest star in the sky, right? Uh, gets elected to the Senate in Alabama. Tommy Turboville is a former head coach of Auburn, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati. And he's not the smartest, uh, he's not the, the brightest star in the, in the sky, right? Uh, you got Jed Fish, who did not play football ever. And now he's your head coach of Pac-12, making millions of dollars, Arizona, right? So uh, straight out of the book, right? And I always have people watching the stream, I always have the uh, reference books because FINRA, SEC can read my office at any time for any reason. And, you know, people in financial services are poor middle-class. If you're Epstein, you have no regulation, right? Uh, Pedophile running a a hedge fund. So hedge funds, no regulations. Poor middle class people, a lot of regulations. They can uh, raid you, try to ruin your life. So always have the book ready for the fence because you never want if something happens and you're doing everything by the book, you never want it to go too far. You want to nip it in the butt and you bring out the book and you read the book to the people and they leave. But in football, one of the concepts and in a college basketball well, that makes money is arbitrage. And I remember studying for the Series 7 test. Uh, I kind of related arbitrage to football. It made a lot of money doing that. So what arbitrage is, is a simultaneous purchase and sale of the same or related securities to take advantage of a market inefficiency. So McDermott coach for Andy Reed for many years. Andy Reed is Andy Reed. Uh, that, again, that Baltimore Buffalo game was Andy Reed's imprint all over the place. Andy Reed is 15 and six versus ex assistants, right? So he beats him pretty good. Uh Mahomes is hurt. He's not 100%, right? So that's going to be a key. So if a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, they won 75% of the time. So we always like to bet up to 10. So we're going to bet the over and the under and not just the side because these are the same or related assets, all right? These guys have the same offensive systems. They have the same process. Now, D Ball, he was the offensive candidate for who? Nick Satan, zone guy, right, uh, at Alabama. So, D Ball is your offensive coordinator for your Buffalo Bills, complimentary football. And Josh Allen can go toe to toe, right, with. Uh, With Mahomes, anyway, now Mahomes is hurt, he's concussed, he is not, he's going to run, but it's not going to be a fearless run that Josh Allen's going to do. Now, but again, every team in the playoffs that's won the rushing battle has won, except for one and Buffalo does not have the greatest running game in the world. They have lost a couple of key offensive linemen for the season. However, Josh Allen being a phenomenal talent, D-ball doing a great job as an offensive coordinator, has had designed runs for Josh Allen to boost the running game and get those defensive linemen tired. So in this game, last game is Bruce Arians, Brian Lefwich, and Tom Brady, right? You're talking about nine Super Bowls between them versus uh, Pateen, Mike Pateen, who's been much maligned this year. But, hey, uh, he's a smart guy, great defensive coordinator. He can rise up to the occasion. I'm not betting on it, right? Uh, In this game, and then the other side is Todd Bowles against LaFleur. And that's a pretty even matchup, except I think on the emotional side, uh, your Devin Whites, your JPPs, your Vita Veas, your Levante Davids uh, can get emotional and uh, take over again. In this game, it is uh, Spangnola who won the Super Bowl with Coughlin against D-Ball. And Spagnolo hasn't changed. What he wants to do is that he wants to attack you with that defensive line. Basically what the Bucks are doing as well. But Josh Allen can get out of the pocket. Josh Allen is savvy. Josh Allen can run, right? So if a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs like statistically, I heard this from uh, Jim Mora when he was coaching UCLA. He was coaching uh, Brent Huntley. The Brent Huntley used to take off all the time. So Mahomes being concussed, Mahomes being hurt, not being as aggressive running as Josh Allen's gonna be. That's advantage Josh Allen, advantage Buffalo. So McDermott, right? The head coach of your Buffalo Bills. Being an Andy Reid disciple, what does that mean? That means that Tyreek Hill is not getting uh, behind the defense. They're going to keep everything front. What does that mean, right? What that means for us is that the game is going under 54. And this year, including college basketball, revenge game theory has been close to 100%. So 52.5% is break even. So when you have a strategy that's close to 100%, you're making a good margin, right? Margins in restaurant is what 5%. For us, we're fortunate lucky and good that we have a margin profit margin of between 10 to 20%. And with revenge game theory being close to 100%, revenge game theory has won us a lot of, a lot of money. It brings us a lot of value, right? Uh, Kansas City beat your uh, Buffalo Bills last year. I do not believe they played this year. Let me double check. But I know they played last year. And again, remember, Andy Reid's 15-6. and six. So what happens? Uh, even though these guys make a lot of money, there's a lot of pride involved. So when you get beat by a team, you don't sleep at night, you're figuring out ways to beat them. And it's funny, uh, I wonder if the pandemic has something to do with it because what coaches are stewing at home, watching extra film for that team to beat them last year. We've been able to monetize that uh, more than any other year. And we've been fortunate, lucky and good that uh, whatever, 19 weeks of profit. We haven't had a breakout week. And I think it's because things have been crazy. And when things are crazy, it's great to stick to a process and the process wins the day for you, right? However, we've gotten 19 consecutive weeks of profit. And really I've never done that before. And that's a credit to sticking to a process. And sticking to a method. So we've made a lot of money with revenge game theory. Uh, Andy Reid beat Buffalo last year. And man, we're not going against that this year. I'm even going to go ahead and take your Buffalo Bills on the money line under 54. uh, I think this game's going to mimic, right? What I call the Andy Reid Bowl with uh, harbaugh coach randy reed for many years and mcdermott who coached randy reed the game went under and the game basically uh went down to one play lamar jackson having trouble reading defenses right poor guy uh and he blew the game right so Game's gonna go under. They're gonna play conservative zone. Tyree Kill is not getting behind that Buffalo Bills defense. And they're gonna get revenge for losing last year to Kansas City. Mahomes is concussed. So it's very interesting. Guy like Mahomes, of course, he wants to play. He's a gamer. However, right, if you are a marginal player in the NFL, like that guy for uh Green Bay, who was on the practice squad or whatever, or Indianapolis, and the only guy in NFL history to play uh, two playoff games for two different teams in one year. If that guy is hurt, slightly hurt, he has to play, or else he's pretty much out of the NFL. So there's a lot of guys playing for all four teams who are marginal guys who can't reveal injuries they have. So that's the wild card, right? And that's why arbitrage is so important during the regular season. One point I like to make, is that right now I'm at 85% Pac-12 basketball. I'm betting the same amounts on the NFL championship game than I'm betting on Washington State Pac-12 because the Washington State game, if I get it right, the money is just as green as these conference games. They're higher profile and a lot of fun, but money's money is money. And we're here to use business and financial concepts for sports wagering and sports wagering gets closer uh, from out of the shadows, becomes legalized and becomes like uh, tra- trading and buying stocks. <laughs> so yeah, uh, October 19th, 2020, Kansas City beat Buffalo 26, <laughs> 17. So McDermott hasn't slept They have an edge in revenge game theory that has not let us down this year. All right? And college basketball has made a lot of money with that. With these two-game series, coaches are having a hard time getting, after they beat them the first night, getting to beat them again subsequently. And I've been monetizing that. I've been betting uh, revenge game theory with that series in college basketball, and we're at 85%. Remember, 52.5% is break even. So we're making money, we're monetizing it, right? With the margins. So for those and many reasons, uh, D ball, Josh Allen being able to neutralize the, it uh, be able to neutralize that. Kansas City Chiefs defensive line and D-ball I'm predicting he's won a national championship I'm predicting he's going to get the best of Spagnolo and Tyreek Hill is not getting deep it's something to look at right Uh, my wife's more of an expert on this But in the air raid, you got to read defenses. And the quarterback and the receiver read the defense. They're on the same page. Uh, Mahomes is concussed. Things are phasey. Are are they going to change the offense a little bit? Are they going to put pressure on the guy? Uh, Frontal lobe injuries are tough, right? Emotional control. So he has a frontal lobe injury. And with the air raid, the receivers read the defense along with the quarterback. Boom, the ball comes right. Him and Kelsey on the same page. Is he gonna have troubles reading defenses now? Concussed, or is Andy Reid just gonna simplify things? Bellamy, not put too much pressure on the young QB to read defenses. What does that mean? It means uh, the game's going under, right? If they're simplifying the offense and making it a game of a of attrition. Now, in my mind, uh, Andy Reid has had the talent advantage against Houston last year. And Houston was up by 20-something points, and they lost on a stupid decision by O'Brien of going for a punt in his own end, change momentum. So really, Andy Reid pretty much lost that game. Last week was very shaky. So Andy Reid loses a lot of games in the playoffs. I like Buffalo's energy. Okay, Uh, so for that and many reasons, we're going with your Buffalo Bills plus four. We're going to do a little bit on that money line and we're going to go under 54. The other game is going to be plus four uh, Tampa Bay under the 52 because it's interesting, right? Uh, They say, my wife's the expert. She's the psychotherapist. But they say that when you're in pressure situations, when you get older, you default to your younger <laughs> days. So when I heard that Tom Brady was going to be calling plays, we're going to have input in the offense. My initial thought, oh, it's going to be a you know, crazy wide open offense with all those specialty players. But really the Tom Brady offense is a three, three tight end offense, uh, a heavy tight end offense Then you had in Michigan back, back in the day. Right? Uh, Lloyd Carr, very conservative offense, is a Tom Brady offense. So for that many reasons, I believe that game is going under the total of 52 with Tampa Bay covering. And I like, uh, you know, we talk a lot about emotional control. We made a lot of money uh, knowing that. Jameis Winston was a deviant, sexual deviant. People like that uh, don't have emotional control and they throw interceptions, right? And we, we, it's not just a crazy theory, it's something we monetized. James Winston threw a lot of inter- interceptions. People with emotional control, lack of emotional control, didn't do well. Uh, the Bucks are gonna hang in emotional control wise with Green Bay. Remember, last time Green Bay was in a Super Bowl was 10 years ago. Uh, Bruce Arians has more Super Bowl rings than Aaron Rodgers. So uh, I don't see Green Bay with, with a lot of advantages, especially if they haven't fixed that toughness problem. They got to beat against San Francisco. And revenge game theory with your Buffalo Bills. Mahomes is concussed. It's analogous to Aaron Donald last week who was hurt. He was playing with broken ribs. He was there, but it just wasn't the same. Just wasn't the same. And again, Andy Reid loses in the playoffs. Last year, he lucked out with O'Brien giving him a gift. This year, he lucked out with, uh, you know, fourth and long And the Cleveland Clowns not executing. uh, I really look for, again, revenge game theory. McDermott is an Andy Reid guy. So it's really Andy Reid against Andy Reid. Uh, He'll make the adjustments from losing last time. And really, I can't go against revenge game theory, right? Revenge game theory is close to 100% for us. Fifty-two point five percent is break even. All right. So on my Twitter, hostway Vizcay, J O S U E V I Z C A Y. On that Twitter, uh, I'm going to give you Pac-12 games. Guess we go eighty percent on Pac-12 games. Bet equal amounts on each game. So you take advantage, you leverage the high percentage picks, and again, learn and use business and financial concepts to make money on games, uh, 80% of your time should be in revenue generating activity. But the thing about sports betting is a very communal social competition. You're competing against the casino. You're competing against other bettors, but you have fun sharing the information. It's a $1 trillion industry. There's money for everyone and in our system, right? Built-in value. So. Value, people lie a lot about it. I have it pinned on my Twitter. I break down exactly what value is. People lie and gaslight about value. Value is psychological factors plus functional factors divided by time and money. So betting on games, <coughs> watching the games you're getting entertainment value, we get, we get higher value. Right? So not only are we making money watching the games, not only is my wife buying gasoline in the last 11 years, we're solely betting money, we're enjoying having fun watching the games and in stocks, right? So betting on a game is the same way as investing in a stock or a company, right? Same process. So to that end, right? Uh, there's a lot of gaslighting. There's a lot of lying. Uh, there's a lot of collusion in sports betting. However, since we've been watching games for so long, I've gone to like 31 straight uh, training camps this year. Can go obviously, but we've watched so much football. We watched so many games. It's like we have insider information, right? And that myself as a registered representative, if I have non-public information, I can't use it to buy a stock or to invest, right, in the stock market. But right now, you have, you know, FanDuel has a relationship with the Denver Broncos that, in the future, is not going to work out. So that's why the FanDuel tools Sports business model is not going to flourish in the future. And remember, Penn National has known Mafia Connections and they own Barstool. They have a fund, pump and dump, legal pump and dump. It's all legal, but it's highly unethical. And salesmen think short-term, businessmen think long-term. They've made a lot of money, but it's not a long-term play. So to that end, since we've watched so many games, because we have such a high percentage picking the games. It's like we have inside information. It's like we have uh, non-public information insight into games. And we're happy, fortunate, and lucky and good we're able to share that insight with you. And that you are sharing the insight you have with us. And we keep capitalism alive, because remember, in capitalism, You collaborate to innovate and to profit, right? Uh, Thank you for growing the podcast. Thank you for sharing and having fun and giving myself feedback. Uh, So the point is to not only monetize the games, to have fun watching the games, right? And we have a practice abundance, the theory of abundance. We practice. We don't just walk. We don't just talk the talk. We walk the walk. That's why we give you, Free information, Bloomberg made $69 million, right? Selling information, action sports, it's gonna charge you, what, $300 a month for NFL games, uh, analytics, which does not work in football, it's giving you a bunch of junk. We're gonna charge you $300. We're gonna give you better information and not charge you anything. it teach you business and financial insights if you wanna start business, if you want to learn the fundamentals of investing, right? you learn that all here. And the older podcasts are more valuable, really, than the ones now, because you're not hung up on the outcome. You're focused on the whys. So we always close with the man that got us through World War II, Sir Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but... You make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Sports Betting and Financial Podcast.